Angie and Carly, two moms with two kids and two different types of cancer, lung and breast. They first met back in 2003 as AmeriCorps Promise Fellows in Boston, Massachusetts as struggling college graduates trying to find their way. Fast forward 16 years later, Angie's in Switzerland and Carly's in London, and they find their friendship reunited by cancer. Join these moms as they navigate through what it takes to heal themselves while raising kids in an expat world. Go for it. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. We're back. Angie and Carly. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) Good, good. And I'm here with uh, one of my very, very good friends, Carmen. Say hi, Carmen. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Carmen. (laughs) So Carmen, yeah, so. tell us about yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so I live in um, I live in Switzerland, and uh, it, with Angie in the same city, and and uh, I've been living here for probably fifteen years now. Prior to that, I was living in Los Angeles, and then was born in Texas. So um, right now, um, we I live here with my husband and my two kids. They're five and six. So life is very busy. <laughs> yeah, that should sum it up. Yep, busy, five and six. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, I kind of see the the horizon. I tell them they must go to university. They must leave the house and go to university. <laughs> yeah, yeah, must. It's a must. <laughs> to go. Cool. So, um, yeah. So today, I think, um, Andy, you're going to say. I mean, obviously, you've got a friend there. So why not talk about friends and cancer and what that's all about? Yeah. Well, so I met Carmen obviously pre-cancer. Pre-cancer. <laughs> PC. Yeah. That's the new PC. Well, yeah, PC. Yes. <laughs> what brought us together was hair, actually. Okay, hair. Um, yes, um, hair. So. Uh, I had this group in Geneva uh, where it was like a meetup group and we would meet every first Sunday of the month to Mm. um, talk about hair, like hairstyling for like Afro hair, curly hair and things like that. And, um, and so we just, yeah, became friends like that. And she's kind of been like my rock since. And, you know, when I had this whole thing with like the diagnosis and going to the hospital she was like my Google and (laughs) she was like more on top of it sometimes than the oncologist and, you know, was doing research and everything, trying to figure out, you know, like what was going on. And I think funny enough, like you like came to the, yeah, she came to the conclusion even before my doctors did. Did she? Okay. Dr. Carmen here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm a dangerous, I'm a dangerous nerd online. But, okay. but yeah, no, no, it was, it was the, um, it was a plural effusion. Yeah. When yeah. The, I was like, okay, no, that's, that's, um, that's kind of a late stage of something, plural effusion. Mm-hmm. It's an indicator of something really kind of progressed and it's not, it's something serious progressed. So that was kind of when I, started to freak out yeah (laughs) Mm. yeah um but but I've been googling and Mm. kind of looking for information on lipoid pneumonia too because it's so rare and because um because it it it's so extremely rare and I wasn't quite convinced about the 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 root cause that the doctors were telling Angie yeah I mean but that's you know I'm that kind of person though 
invest I get obsessed yeah. and I dig in and you know I don't know that it's particularly helpful in every situation but no but I mean she was definitely doing all her research she was coming to the hospital making me like homemade soup oh, homemade wow. homemade ginger <laughs> ale <laughs> homemade like, ginger ale wow yes, yes. <laughs> it was yeah it was amazing. It's and, really a rocking recipe, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it sounds like you were a bit of a rock as well for Angie, like helping her out through the process. And Angie, um, how did that make you feel, kind of having someone that was like there for you, sort of looking up things, um, helping yeah, you no, making things? Yeah, no, it really helped because especially like being in a country where, you know, like English is not the language spoken, everything is in French and it right, was all yeah. like, this, yeah, it was all overwhelming to begin with. And then, just like them not knowing what was going on, me not knowing what was going on. And so just to have somebody like in your corner who's like totally advocating for you, like while making you homemade meals. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a keeper to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I wanted to, I mean, there's not much you can do as a friend because you're not in the family circle. So you don't, you know, don't, the doctors, you don't talk directly to the doctors. You don't. Right. Um, you know, you don't really have the same, I don't want to say privileges, but like you don't have the same presence as family in that medical situation. Um, but you, I, I felt like I really wanted to advocate for Angie, but I'm also an expat. So if I was seriously ill in the hospital system here, I would be nervous, you know, because of that, because I would, because it's, you know, uh, it's not my first language, French and the Swiss have a very different kind of mentality also than the, the American medical system. So it's very, it's, it's quite different. So it was almost yeah. like it was a whole different system for you to navigate Angie. And then obviously as you were learning that, like um, Carmen was there for you to help you navigate that system sort of as an expat, just as a general, like how the system works medically, just someone sort of, um, sort of being there which is yeah it's quite nice actually yeah emotionally like it was it was perfect it was yeah (laughs) I don't know yeah what I would have done (laughs) had she not been there and then afterwards too just like the aftermath of everything's like okay Hmm. now we have this diagnosis and like okay now what and a lot of other friends or because you know when you live when you have like kids and everything like you don't really you have friends but it's not that you see them on a regular basis or that, you know, they didn't know what was going on with me in the day to day. And, you know, not just a few people knew what was actually was going on. So then like when words started getting out and like when, you know, like people were more aware, it was kind of weird. Like, you know, I had some friends who would call and talk and stuff, but then like others that just, yeah, completely ghosted and just like, you know, like you didn't hear from or, if they tried to talk to you, it was like kind of awkward or, you know, so it's to have someone that was there like from the beginning and like who knew everything and was like really emotionally supportive was, was really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to like when I was diagnosed, so it was about, you know, three years ago or what have you. And I was, I was a bit sort of secretive about my diagnosis. I was a bit it was a bit like, ooh, but anyway, I had left my kids on the, you know, the day that I was going to the doctor, I left my eldest with my friend Tiffany and sorry, Tiffany, you're out there, but obviously you've done the intro for us. So that's great. But anyway, I dropped her off, you know, at, I dropped my eldest off at her house or what have you. So I didn't really tell many people when I was going for that sort of diagnosis day sort of thing or what have you. I kind of kept it under wraps. 
because as you know, I wasn't expecting it to be a breast cancer diagnosis. I was just like kind of oblivious, you know, rock in, let's go to the park on the day, that sort of a thing after the doctors we go. And, um, you know, and when I was diagnosed, actually, I just sort of immediately rang Tiffany. I was like, Tiffany, can you look after her just a little bit longer? <laughs> I need to, you know, activate this private health insurance. And she was like, yeah, 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 of course, of course. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was really nice, like just being able to tell someone that and just like getting on with it, you know, and then she kind of understood where she helped me along the way as well. Like if I need help with the children or any of that sort of aspects, like kind of being my rock or someone that I could confide in where, um, it's not something you tell everybody, you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, Hey, I've got cancer, blah, blah, blah. You know, cause you're, yeah. you're kind of learning as you go, aren't you? Cause I'm yeah, it's actually it's, it's <laughs> what you say, because like at first I didn't know what to say to people. And I think yeah, I, yeah. Like, I met like a random woman and <laughs> I told her like, at a party, Hey, I've got cancer. <laughs> and like the look on her face was just like, um, okay like why are you (laughs) why are you saying this and I'm just like well I can't act like everything is normal because it's like it's not normal but then you can't just yeah just spew it out yeah yeah yeah. so it's it's tricky actually because yeah then and I think for me like after you know I started losing my hair it was pretty obvious then so I could kind of keep it on the hush or what have you and I had my friends around me helping so for me like childcare was the biggest thing um because I was on maternity leave or what have you so I had a little baby and uh, my eldest was in nursery like a couple days a week or what have you. And then she was able to go more once she got a bit of funding or what have you. But it was like trying to manage, like getting to appointments, trying to figure out what to do with a baby that's probably going to scream, you know, the whole time I'm <laughs> in the doctors or what have you. Yeah. The thing is like, um, they won't let you, I mean, I had, so obviously I had my private, my own private room, similar to you, but obviously, um, you know, bringing a baby into your chemo appointment's not going to fly, is it? And they don't allow it either. Uh. (laughs) Or even when I had surgery, they were like, um, yeah, the children can come visit, but they can't like stay. And I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to do with them? (laughs) You know? So for me, I think a lot with my friendships became more about like trying not, I mean, friendship isn't about childcare, obviously. But the best way that they could help me as friends was with the children and, you know, because they couldn't come with me to these sort of things. And when you're always with your children, then you Mm. kind of are like, oh gosh, what do I do? (laughs) How do you feel about that? Yeah, they don't take that into account when they make the rules, like... No, you know, it's usually it's like older people who are yeah, elderly yeah. that have cancer. So it's like, yeah, that's true. I mean, I yeah. actually thought that. I mean, I kind of wished, and even when I tried to get like support or after after like a local cancer center, like there was no sort of crest or no something like for children. It was just like, well, we've got the support group, but you know, obviously you can't bring your children with you. So everything was like, oh, how yeah. do I do that? And luckily, yeah. I mean, my friends came through for me. You know, so thank you, friends. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah it was amazing how did you find the childcare situation then um and and friends helping out and things and and so on and so forth well luckily for me my in Switzerland school age is four okay yeah oh same here actually yeah 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 so my kids were in school but they were in school like long days you know from like eight in the morning until 6 p.m oh wow that's a long day yeah which is super long for them and then their father would pick them up and um oh gosh sometimes he would even like get the mcdonald's okay yeah <laughs> yeah do what you gotta do get the mcdonald's <laughs> do what you eat, have to do yeah eat mcdonald's on the bus <laughs> like on the bus to come and see me um before you know they have to go back home to take a shower and sleep 
and yeah. you know get up the next day so it was uh it was it was really tough for them like you know and so sometimes at first they try to do it like every day but of course it's not sustainable so oh, it was wow. like every they would come to the hospital on the weekdays like three times a week and then you know spend the weekends there but then of course you don't want to spend you don't want them to spend the weekend at the hospital and stuff so there was no, a park um, there and we would like go to the park sometimes but yeah it was it was pretty tough but like if my kids if they if they could have they would have spent the whole they'd be like why can't we sleep with you in yes. your hospital bed and, <laughs> you know, we stay here and we like it here and it was like no but oh, yeah yeah, that's the thing. I remember us talking before about how we kind of made the hospital a fun, fun, exciting time or yeah. what have you, a place you can like yeah. chill, get get hot chocolates, get that sort of a thing. So obviously with friends, like, I mean, grateful for our friends that helped out with our childcare and obviously friends that were were there for us emotionally. Um, I must say, I did get quite a few flowers and things like that, which was, was quite nice actually, and, and little gifts and things and things like that um which I thought was quite thoughtful I think sometimes people don't know how to help you know yeah obviously in my situation it was a lot to do with children or what have you but then you know they did bring nice little like candles and flowers and chocolates and cupcakes and and all sorts of things um how about you friends do they do lots of giving yeah I remember um actually when was it I think like a couple like right when I got diagnosed or something like that um we didn't know um the, yeah the kids Jan had to pick up the kids from school but he had to go to the hospital too and then like we sent a mass uh, message to people um if they can watch the kids and then like they ended up having like six babysitters <laughs> they all came to the house and and then yeah some of them would offer to take the kids to the park or um you know have like play dates with them and then, yeah, my family came through also. Like I had yeah. like my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, like they were all like flying in from New York and other places to come. And now in hindsight, you know, I'm thinking they probably felt like, oh, you know, let's, uh, let's pay our last respects <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> oh yeah, because obviously the stigma, the stigma of cancer, right? That it's a death sentence, right? That stigma. Yeah. That stigma that goes with it. Yeah, I mean, my, my family were helpful as well. So my mom came over quite a bit. My dad, um, my husband's family helped out a little bit. Um, you know, just that all around sort of wraparound support um, was quite helpful. Helpful. Um, just going back to my friends, actually. So what I did is um, I did this thing. Obviously, you guys like hair, so I can talk about hair with you. Um, but yeah. I've got straight hair, so it's, you know, it's not that curly but it does have quite a few issues now I must say (laughs) challenges that could be for another conversation um but yeah so I uh, I had some of my friends over actually when I I shaved my head so I was like I don't want to shock the girls but I also don't want to have hair all over the house in like big clumps or what have you um Mm. just reminding me oh gosh lost your hair um but yeah I had my friends over for like a head shaving get together sort of thing uh, which was quite cool actually so they my friend used to work in a salon he also worked with me at the time as well and um he brought the hair clippers or the other friend brought the hair clippers and they brought some scarves or what have you and um we came over for a head shaving get together so it was just the three of us I didn't want it too big because I didn't know how it was going to be you know so yeah. make it into a fundraiser or what have you but it really is quite an emotional experience to go through because it's not like just like shaving your head you know what I mean it's like yeah it means a bit more but anyway yeah. yeah so my I mean they came through they helped me out and it was great actually my mom was here then as well which was really nice and my mm. friend um, Aisha like 
So I shaved my head and I was like, oh gosh, this looks a bit crazy. And she took mm -hmm. the earrings out of her ears and she said, here, Carly, put these on. Oh, that is real, isn't it? That was just, yeah. like, oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure the tears were flooding by then because I was like, yeah. wow. But that yeah. was so amazing. And then I also did, um, you know, relate to hair again. So actually when I... I think it was after my second chemo, I had started to lose all the hair and it came out or what have you. Oh, did say what have you again? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that's one of my pet peeves of mine, everyone. It's not, it's not a pet peeve. It's no, just... it's not a pet peeve, but we just need to get it out there. We need to get it out there. Yeah. But anyway, it's the, the British, um, it's the British in you. It is, it is. It's it you've been out. living there for too long. I need to like, you know, tap a pencil or something. But anyway, um, yeah, so I had asked, so I posted a picture of myself on Facebook or what have you, and it, it was sort of, it was a while after I was diagnosed actually, so I didn't tell everybody. So I went live or whatever you want to call it, out, put myself out there. And um, I had asked friends to, um, you know, send me headscarves or what have you, because, um, oh, there I go again. <laughs> anyway. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> because um, I, I was obviously, I, I chose to wear headscarves. Um, I did get some wigs, but um because Abby was so young, she was like nine months, she was really into pulling hair. So I got this really nice Beyonce wig, beautiful. Actually, on me to get it. Beautiful wig. Um, but that was just not going to work with a baby because she was in the pulling hair stage at the time or what have you. But anyway, I'd asked for um, friends to, um, you know, if they come across any lovely scarves or headgear, whatever, whatever it might be, you could just send it my way. And I can get the children involved in the experience of selecting out a headscarf and popping it on my head, basically. Um, and you know, I said it would remind me of a nice memory of them or what have you. So I got loads. So of it was like cards. a bonding, it was like a bonding thing for you. Yeah, it's kind of like a bonding thing. Yeah. So I got lots of deliveries actually. So my postman was like here all the time, you know, <laughs> knocking on the door with the headscarves or what have you. And and when I wore them, it just reminded me of that friend and that memory. And I'm talking, this is like going back to primary school. I might even be going back to when I was a baby. You know, that's how that's how long I was going back <laughs> for back people that I knew that long. And, um, yeah, it was quite nice actually. And it really just sort of made me think about, you know, all my friends. So obviously as an expat, they're quite far away, aren't they? Some of your yeah, yeah. friends or friends from other places, but that, that yeah. was ever so touching. And, and my goal is to give all the scarves away. I haven't done that yet, but, um, you know, to people that are going through treatment, but yeah, yeah. thanks guys. That's I mean, I really appreciate it. Um, absolutely. So yeah. that's my hair story for you guys. When, in cool. <laughs> Cool. You know, I find it like now a bit more difficult, like, like after the diagnosis and after the dust is kind of settled. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, you know, people think that you're okay or, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's not, you know, like you're, you're in the clear or it's not. And then it's, but it's like, not really. They're all relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's relieved. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except you. Except you. Yeah. I think um, there's actually this article by a guy, I think he's called Paul Harvey or what have you, but he talks about the experiences that one goes through after treatment or, you know, even, you know, during treatment, obviously you're on a, day, a daily chemo tablet and you go through all these different phases up and down or what have you. But, um, you know, you, get, you do get to that stage where I wouldn't say people think you're okay or, or things like that, but sort of the, the emotional effects, I think oftentimes hit you after the treatment which that yeah. is for me was the hardest part and for a lot of people actually because that's when it settles like when you're on something for the short term say for me it was like chemotherapy I could get through that six months of treatment because I could do a start and an end date um, yeah. but when there is no end date 
it's harder, isn't it? Because you still get those side effects, Andy, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still get those side yeah. effects. But then it but becomes it's... a matter of like, um, you know, you don't you don't want those side effects to define you. But then you, it kind of does. I think it some sort of kind of does change friendships in a way, though, because I know I, for example, I mean, I don't do as much as I used to. I still do a lot, maybe more than the average person. But I, I can't do as much as I used to. So if a friend is like, hey, you want to go to the cinema after half term? You know, no, I, I can't go, actually. I'm too tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I have to say it in a nice way. But then I don't think they might be thinking I'm like, oh, yeah, she just doesn't want to go. You know, that sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel like that? Like you just can't you can't do as much. But then sometimes you don't want to let people down and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, energy levels definitely gone gone down a lot. Um Mm. so I'm not as social I guess as I used to be but yeah. then I do sometimes like sometimes I'll go to things and like people are surprised to see me yes. <laughs> <They're> like oh <laughs> that's because she's always looking like amazing uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're oh, like really oh. sweet <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm sure they, they're saying like you don't look like you have cancer that's exactly what they're thinking they're like oh my god you look so healthy and gorgeous <laughs> no but I'm like okay well if I'm gonna go out you know I might as well like get dressed up and whatever but um yeah I mean that's the yeah. thing like I don't want to I don't want to like luckily because I'm taking these daily chemo tablet pills mm. you know I'm I'm in good shape and you know I've actually like you know lost quite a lot of weight and so like people are just like wow you know like you lost so much weight you look so good what are you like tell me your secret like um Spencer? uh silver lining say silver lining yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't yeah. get that side i didn't get that side effect angie so <laughs> so you might as well rock it while you've got it right yeah. <laughs> or yeah. you don't have it because you lost it <laughs> yeah exactly but no, I mean, it's bound to the, but I was saying like, maybe, I don't know, Carmen can talk a little bit about from like a friend's perspective, you know, like what um, advice you could give for people who have, um, who know someone who's like going through, who's yeah. friends going through serious yeah. illness. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have to say that uh, luckily or whether unluckily or luckily, this was not my first serious illness to go through with someone close to me. Um, because my mom had breast cancer and uh, had full reconstructive surgery, stage two. She had full reconstructive surgery and went through chemo and, and kind of went through, you know, several years, of course, um, of recovery. And then, you know, even today, this was um, 16 years ago or so, but she's still, you know, there's always still this lurking, this lurking yeah. possibility. Mm. And, um, and also, you know, there, there are real health things, you, real health controls in place forever, you know, mm -hmm. after something like that. And so I kind of, uh, I knew the, I had an overview of the phases, mm -hmm. you know, um, of kind of what a person goes through, but then also like how the situation feels. So it didn't catch me completely off guard. Like mm -hmm. to feel the way I felt, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe the way that it would for some other friends, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, so I didn't have, I didn't freak out as much. Mm -hmm. I had some freak outs, not in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I had I some do. freak outs. I guess the first advice is try not to freak out in front of your friend. <laughs> that was That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, number one, try yeah. not to freak out. I, that happened to me, actually. A friend 
totally freaked out in front of me, like while I was in the hospital and I had to like comfort her. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, how did you feel about that actually? I mean, I'm sure you were understanding, but yeah, it was, it was just like all like happening so fast and she was just like bawling and just like hysterically crying. And I was like, um, um, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm still here. I'm we're gonna, still, you know, yeah, we're, we're gonna, hard. we're gonna, we're gonna work through this. We're gonna figure this out. And then I was just like, okay, let me take my own advice. You know, like yeah. I mean, the I next guess time that I'm is freaking good, out. Yeah. I, I think if <laughs> I would give point, it, I, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> I think if I would give advice to other friends, I would say that to you know your friends have to breathe too. You know, they have to take a breath, especially your really close ones, who mm. you know your lives are invested in each other and you have history together and you care about each other, your friends have to breathe and, uh, you know, find some peace too, so they can be strong mm. for you. Mm. That's really important mm. because I think, you know, uh, th- that, that was a big one. That's a big piece of advice I would give. The other advice I would give is just also, um, be, be real and true. Mm. And try not to think of scenarios that aren't happening, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And do what you can, whatever that is, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you have, maybe the, they have, a, maybe you have a very busy life and you don't have a lot of time to spare. Then maybe it's just sending those, you know, little messages, take time to send a message. I'm thinking about you. I can't be with you, but you know, I'm thinking about you and I'm rooting for you and I know you'll get through this, you know, just the the small gestures I think can sometimes be important when you can't give the big gestures. Mm. I was very lucky that I wasn't working full time and I had some space and I'd go drop the kids off at school and Mm. could come and, and be with you. Mm. You know, not everybody has that flexibility. Um, but you know, I think, I don't know, you, you guys are the best to say whether those gestures you know, those gestures make you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, I know they do. Oh, they definitely just, yeah, to get a message like somebody just saying, you know, yeah, like, oh, I'm thinking of you and, you know, like, how are you today? And just like, it, it means a lot, you know, especially when you're like, you know, in treatment or like just kind of thinking about, yeah, trying not to go down a rabbit hole or, you know, just knowing, <laughs> or just like, you know, when people are just like, wow, life goes on. Like I have this huge news and life is just going on as normal. And everybody is just like onto their regular lives. And just to have like a message or somebody saying like, oh, you know, I'm, I acknowledge like what you're going through and, you know, it, it, it makes a difference. I think you touched on a good point there, Andy, just the, the whole life goes on thing. So obviously, <clears throat> Life with children is quite busy to start with, isn't it? And then you add cancer into the mix and you kind of have to make your children's life go on and and your life go on and what have you. But then there's times where I felt like, you know, my life just kind of stopped for a bit. (laughs) And then obviously with those kind gestures for my friends, whether it's something where they sent me a joke or a picture that was funny or, you know, flowers or whatever it was, it just sort of gave me that balance that I needed, you know, to just sort of hang in there, I guess it would be. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let me see what time is it. Okay, we still have. Yeah. So, <laughs> are we stuck in time, us moms? I'm not going to time because I have to go pick up the kids. Yeah, from yeah. We will. Soon. We will keep that in there because that is yeah. that is real life, isn't it? And then obviously, yeah. um, 
I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think I've been very lucky with the friends that I've had. Like I said, they've done the small gestures, the headscarves. I mean, those are like the things, but also giving me their time, helping out, that sort of a thing. I always feel that the friends that were there for me, like I'll definitely be for, you know, be there for them 100%. Um, you know, if something happens to them, because I know what it's like when something happens, you know, and um, I think we're at the stage where, because we've been diagnosed, you know, fairly young with a serious illness or what have you, we're not going through those same experiences that our friends will be or friends, you know, like with our friends, like when we're 70 or 80, when we're all going it together so we can actually talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, we're in it together. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. In our real yeah. you know, that sort of a thing. So it's like, you know, I'm, I think in, you're, you're that friend that you're that friend that are like, I know someone who, you know, has cancer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're that person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that, I'm that person. So it kind of, um, so in a way it's like, you know, it's, um, yeah. So in friendships, like, you know, when you have a baby or what have you, or, you know, children or what have you, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, a miscarriage or whatever as we talked about in that in the past to kind of when you're with someone through that same experience they kind of get it and understand it and you're kind of on that same page and we don't have a, we're not in a situation where all our friends are going through those stages together and oftentimes your friends will have children at the same time as you or whatever you know or those people become your friends whatever it might be um, but we're kind of in a situation where you know, we're learning as we go, we're kind of navigating it. And we're probably one of the first few people that have navigated it in our friendship groups. But I yeah, guess you, you, become, the way. you become the experts, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because yeah, like, you're the first person that I like reached out to when yeah. I had my diagnosis. So I was like, who amongst my friends do I know who has cancer? <laughs> Carly! <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, though. That is the first thing that you think of, though, isn't it? Like, how yeah. do you navigate the system? How do you get that someone like me kind of support you know because those those are the people that sort of get it but obviously not everyone has to go through this experience with us do they not now hopefully not later but um you know there there are things that people can do to help along the way and um you know I've heard stories and I think I was quite lucky you know people getting ghosted or not being in touch or just sort of you know walking away or, or those sort of things and um uh yeah that that could probably feel quite lonely as as well so it's like I'm lucky I'm lucky to have you Angie because I I mean I'm in different Facebook groups and things like that with people that are going through those situations similar situations but having actually someone to talk to is actually quite nice so I just wanted to say thank you oh thank you <laughs> um I mean yeah, yeah. you know I've, you're, yeah. I think you're probably my first as well my first you know yeah. friend that had kids <laughs> so uh, <laughs> So but, I mean the funny and the thing is because like we worked together like yeah, years yeah. ago right. and yeah. you know we we kind of like always kind of kept in touch even though we you know had yeah yeah living and so to like for this to be the thing that like brings us back together so um like closely is just a little bit surreal but <laughs> I, did, I didn't predict it I'll say I thought maybe we'd meet up in Europe again <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't predict yeah, this actually yeah. the shock factor so going you know what, what friends feel actually I mean I was a bit shocked when you had you had told me Angie and I think you had sent me a message and I was like oh gosh I need to talk to her <laughs> so yeah. um, you know but that was because yeah, I think the last time we had talked actually was when I gave birth to Liam my son yeah on her birthday oh, well. <laughs> yeah yeah and I was just like yeah. whoa yeah, so I like, mean, yeah, 
yeah but i think with um with these sort of things like it you kind of go through those similar stages like the stages of grieving or what have you when someone's mm -hmm. unwell or what have you and i could i remember feeling that for you i was like oh my gosh how am i gonna help her what am i gonna do and then um you know obviously well, you, were, podcast, you were very like matter of fact you were very you know like okay step one two three four five like you yeah, know, <laughs> yeah and i think i became that i became that yeah. teacher <laughs> you know, yeah. navigating the system. But at the same time, I, I think in the back burner, I was like, oh my goodness gracious, I can't, but I didn't want to show that in front of you. Because yeah, so like Carmen said, you don't want to yeah. freak out in front of... I don't yeah. want to freak out, but behind yeah. the scenes, Andy, I was freaking out, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think friends, I mean, there's all sorts of different friends that, you know, we have in our lifetimes or what have you, but I must say that I think with... Um, you know, when you're unwell or what have you, and you're at a stage when not everyone else is unwell or what have you, those friends are definitely keepers, the people that were there for you. Um, and then also you don't want to be like the the party pooper or like, you know, like there's some friends or I guess, or acquaintances or people that just kind of avoid you a little bit because it's just like, mm. uh, like, what are you really going to talk yeah. about? Like, there's like an elephant in the room kind of like, so have you been? Like, oh, well, and like, you know, they know and, yeah, those, know, those, those situations, I think, yeah. are a bit awkward, don't they? Because, yeah. But we're still the same damn people, aren't we? It's not like we've changed. It's just, you know, we have something else on our plate, so to speak. Um, yeah, but I, I think mean, in those circumstances, like, people don't really know what to say. Yeah. And they just, I don't know, maybe they don't want to say the wrong thing or, I don't yeah. know. I mean, my, my advice in that area would be, and maybe Carmen could agree as well, is I don't think there's... I mean, probably the wrong thing would to say, oh, well, you should have eaten kale every day or something like that, you know, or you should have tried out the alkaline diet or, you know, done this or done that. Oh, right. Yeah. But those sort oh, of things. I've had, I've had some, like, like I'll put, like, Facebook posts and stuff, and, you know, I'm friends with, like, people that I went to high school with or whatever, and you'll get, like, the odd comment, like, like, for me, it was like, oh, you know, well, you know, well, you should probably get your... um they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, first it would be like, oh, I didn't know you smoked. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Don't, right. I don't yeah, smoke. Yeah. And he's like, or, you know, like, well, you should probably get your house tested for radon, you know, because radon causes lung cancer. It's like, yeah. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ignorance out there. Because, yeah, yeah. Be, but mainly because people don't find out about that stuff unless they have they to. They have, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. A lot you don't, you, don't, you don't know. And I think people still think about it the way it was, you know. 20, 30 years ago, where if you had cancer, that was kind of like a death sentence, you know, like mm -hmm. you, and, and now it's completely different, you know, I mean, yeah. it's quite miraculous, actually, yeah, that yeah. you qualified to receive that targeted treatment, Angie, because yeah. that's just like plucking you out of like death's jaws, you know, in a way. <laughs> yeah. And so there are new treatments, there are, you know, new processes for recovery, you know, there's new things all the time. So it's just a matter of like, knowing that maybe your friends or your acquaintances are they haven't had a reason to learn the details yet yeah. and so they yeah and yeah, yeah. And i i also kind of think that um so friends would say oh eat eat more cow or something like that for example a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people hear that in the breast cancer world it's all about oh eat that cow but um my rabbit actually eats the cow or not my rabbit the children's <laughs> um, <laughs> um i think friends that say that sort of thing are really just trying to problem solve um to try and help yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm the queen of giving unasked for advice. You can ask me. Yeah, really yeah. Bad about it. Yeah, it's um, just, and they, yeah, so. they fill the silence. They fill the silence with something they think is not going to be negative, or they're going to feel like they're helpful, or whatever. 
Mm. I mean, I don't think it's meant to be judgmental. Yeah. You know, I think the yeah. comes across as being like you gave yourself a, an illness or something you did mm. that made yeah. you sick. But even if so, even if you did smoke 20 packs a day, you know, mm. like that's not even appropriate. But I think people don't realize this. Sometimes it can be perceived that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or that you need like saying you need to do something to make yourself better or to improve your chances, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. it can come out. I, I know that can be received as like totally, you know, off base and mm. off putting on in ways. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's definitely off putting, but I think, I think <laughs> probably they're, um, they're trying to sort of problem solve because they want us to be better or people to be better or what have you. And it's sometimes it's hard to find the right words, isn't it? But, um, yeah. obviously, you know, eating more cow is not the right word. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> Now, For anyone um, who has eaten kale, it's not the right answer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I've heard it a few <laughs> times and I'm like, yep, that's for the rabbit. I mean, I have, you know, like been more conscious about like my diet and everything, but it's yeah, just like, yeah. I mean, cancer is so, so mysterious. Even today, it's just like, you know, you could do everything supposedly hmm. right and still get it. It's like, not, it's, it's not like... The fact that, I mean, I mean, the fact that people think that like what you put in your stomach, it has a direct tie to what mutations your cells make in your lungs. Is, I mean, there's a lot of steps in between too, you know? So like, yeah, I think as a, as a society, we want to think that we can do it yourself and, you know, kind of, you know, heal yourself and that kind of stuff. And that's also part of our culture, maybe, mm-hmm. especially in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And probably in the UK as well, just like, you know, just pull up, pull your britches up, put your big girl panties on and, you know, like yeah. you, can, you can improve your chances. And I think it, that's important to have that positive outlook, but also, you know, it can go maybe in the wrong direction. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in situations where it's, it's kind of out of our control, but we manage what we can, don't we, Angie? Um, we try and yeah. manage what we can and live the healthiest, obviously, that we can be, um, and hopefully that helps or at least makes us feel better anyway, or, you know, whatever that yeah. is. Um, but yeah, friends, I mean, yeah, friends, I love, I just love my friends actually. Um, but it's, it's really nice to have you on the show, Carmen, to get like the different perspective of what people, people are thinking and, and, and that sort of a thing. Don't you agree, Angie? Just having yeah, someone to <laughs> perspective. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. my pleasure. You know, I'm, I hope, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's great that you, it's really critical. I think that everybody has some, you know, close friends. They're different than family. Yeah. You know, Yeah. because in some ways, you know, you share things with your friends that you don't share with your family. Mm-hmm. You don't have the historical, I mean, sometimes you have good history, but sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't have all the kind of maybe baggage, baggage yeah. and codependence that you have with your family members, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that everybody has that, but you know, just saying, um, so, you know, like friends are, it's really, it's important to have them in your life and, and it's, you know, especially in the bad times, you know, bad like times, friends yeah. that can yeah. show up and yeah. I think in the bad times, I mean, I mean, just going back to talk, you know, talking about the whole cancer thing or what have you, um, I think, I mean, for me, I think sort of having people that have stuck by my side throughout the process, for me, it's, it's a silver lining because I've learned who my people are <laughs> and I didn't mm-hmm. need to learn it late in the game of life so to speak I've, I've learned it at a younger age so for me that's kind of the silver lining um 
can you find a silver lining in, in, in your friendships um, in cancer, uh, Angie? Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. You find out who, you find out who the investigators are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Corbin. Yes, that's Google, Google over here. You know, like, who will, yeah, <laughs> find out, yeah, like, who's really, you know, who, who, who really, like, stick by you. And, and you find out, too, like, you know, different people have, like, different ways of expressing their, their friendship or, you know, how they, um, how they feel like you know some friends are like yeah are very emotional some um express it through acts of service others it's through words you know others like you might not hear from them you know like on a regular basis but then like when you do it's very like meaningful and profound so i mean it definitely makes your circle smaller and mm. it also you know makes you like you know value your time more like you know who you who you spend it with and who you're yeah. like okay well i yeah, like I, I, your time is more important. So it's just like, you're going to spend it with those friends that you know, like are in your corner and that have your back. So. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I think probably last thing I'll just say is I know like with myself, cause I've, I've had fatigue for quite a while or what have you, but I still keep carrying on as normal. And sometimes I just can't do all the things that I would like to do that I'm asked. Um, and you know, I wish I could do more at times, but I find it hard to actually admit, Oh yeah, I'm actually too tired. So I don't probably always get the message out there to my friends, but really it's just cause I'm tired and I don't really want to admit it to myself. <laughs> so if you haven't seen me in a bit, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if they're your friends, they should know that. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. I think they figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> They've got it figured it out. They've definitely figured it out that I'm not always there, but I do do my best to get there when I'm, when I can. Um, yeah. So, shall we wrap this up then? Yeah. We'll cool. stay safe and, um, yeah, yeah stay safe. Yeah. And, uh, do keep in touch. It was nice to have you on the show, Carmen, just for the different perspective. Nice to meet you, Carmen. And, I mean, I will have to meet you in person. We can talk hair too, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Right. Carly, Carly will tell you that I used to. <laughs> I used to do hair in the um in our our office. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, share. I, I definitely need to get out to Switzerland one day if it's yeah. not for my amazing ski skills. Joking <laughs> or the chocolate <laughs> or just to see you guys. That would be great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All talk right. to you later. Okay. Right, talk to you. Bye. 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 Okay. So yeah, that was good actually. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cracking Cancer Chit Chat is where we are at, folks. Keeping it real and letting you in on how we really feel. It ain't easy for us, and we hope you never join our cancer team. Know what we mean? But... If you or yours do, we're here for you. So check yourself and be the best version of you. It's all, it's all you, you can, can do. do. Bye, okay. Angie. Yeah. Bye. That, was, that wasn't too bad, actually. <laughs>